I, I love it when the service just flows together. There's a continuity, and um, it's been uh, been that way in the service uh, uh, all the way and through. There were several things Brother Bobby made mention of uh, in his lesson this morning that I had the privilege to hear. <clears throat> and the songs that have been sung and the worship that has transpired today, uh, everything has flowed together <clears throat> that will confirm, that confirms to me that I uh, was on the right track in what uh, the Lord was speaking to me about. Um, it's what you're going to find out as we read some of our scriptures. Next Sunday, uh, Sunday is the first Sunday of the month. It's our missions day, uh, and we'll be receiving the missions offering uh, for our missionaries. And then also it is layman's uh, uh, night, next Sunday night, and uh, uh, plan uh, to come next Sunday night. Brother Chase is going to be ministering next Sunday night, and so let's be much in prayer for him. Amen, as he uh, um, he does that, and uh, uh, so God just uh, let's just seek the Lord and see what God will direct us in our hearts and our minds. We're going to be going to 1 Samuel, the 10th chapter, and we're going to read verses 5 through 7 as an opening text today. This is what it reads like. After that you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city, that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them. And they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not that what we've been talking about today. Hallelujah. God changing us. Hallelujah. So the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs come to you that you will do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. Lord, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege of being in your house. We've already been touched by your spirit as we worship today. And now, God, lead us a little further into your word to give us instruction, encouragement, and direction, God, to what you would lead us to and want us to be in the future. Everything's accomplished. We'll give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, as the church say, Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you on the subject title today, 
stepping up to the need. Stepping up to the need. While you think about that a little bit, I want to make one more announcement. We have had a sign-up sheet on the board back uh, in the back for the last few weeks for uh, an outreach team. And those people who have signed up for that, we need to have a brief meeting. It will be brief, uh, immediately after service in the fellowship hall. And uh, that's, that's for those who signed up uh, uh, to work on the outreach team. Uh, if you didn't sign but you've been giving it some thought, you think it's something you might want to do, you can join in that meeting also. Hallelujah. Stepping up to the need. I want to start off. Uh, I need I need to get uh, uh, I need to get uh, get some help this morning. I'm gonna ask Brother Kenneth if he would come up here and and, and stand and just just face the congregation. And Brother Paul, would you come stand on this side of him and face the congregation? Uh, let's see. Uh, Ronnie, Michelle, both of y'all come up here. Get uh, get a, get a little closer for y'all. <laughs> now I am I'm giving these these. Four people, some names. Starting on this end, her name is Everybody. And then standing next to her is Somebody. And then standing next to Somebody is Anybody. And then on the end over here, no reflection, brother, is Nobody. <laughs> He said he knew that was coming. <laughs> so I want to introduce y'all to everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. And I want you to look at these four folks because one day there was a, there was a job which needed to be done. Everybody, raise your hand, everybody was sure that somebody, raise your hand somebody, would do it. Raise your hand anybody. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody, raise your hand somebody. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought that anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. Give them a hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
What an illustration. Sister Darlene put that in a bulletin several years ago. And I was, as I was praying, uh, I, 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 I vaguely remembered that illustration, but I couldn't get it down pat. So um, thank God for Google. I Googled somebody and nobody, and the very first, this very first story came up. And I was able to share it with you today. Amen. And that illustration is humorous. We all laugh. But sadly true in our world today. Hallelujah. Because there's a job to be done, and everybody is sure that somebody's going to do it. Anybody could do it, but nobody does it. And then somebody will get angry about it because everybody they thought it's everybody's job, and everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized it and ever done it. That is a perfect illustration about what we want to talk about, stepping up to the need. I believe everybody would agree that there is much to be done in the kingdom of God. But not too many are willing to step up to the need and commit to the task to be done. Excuses may ease our conscience, but they don't impress God. If we desire to hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant, then we got to get it done. Hello, somebody. Think about that phrase. Jesus said he's going to tell some well done. The word done is an action word, done. That means something has been done. There's been some involvement. If I haven't, if I haven't done anything, how can I expect God to say, well done? Think about that. We all come up with excuses. I've used excuses. And we let those excuses soothe our conscience. But they do not impress God. We've got to hear those words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful. Hallelujah. I want God to say those words to me. I want to hear those words someday. But if I'm going to hear those words, I've got to step up the plate. And I've got to be willing to do something. I've got to be willing to take some action. If I look around and I see there's a need, I need to try to do, I need to question myself, first of all, is it in my power to be able to fulfill that need? <laughs> if I walk through the church and I find paper on the floor, do you think you would be right and say, well, the church pays so-and-so so much 
so much a week to come in and clean the church. So, you know, it, it's not my job. I'll, she gets paid for it, I'll let her do it. But a lot of people have that attitude. And that's not a right kind of attitude to have. That's not an attitude to have in the kingdom of God. Just because God has redeemed us, because he has taken away the guilt and the feeling of being unworthy, should make us to be willing to step up to the need, amen, that is there, amen, so we can get something done in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not going to hold you long this morning, but there's a couple things I want to share with you in talking about this. And the first thing we need to do is determine the need. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to determine the need. Now, I may say some things here today that you have not thought about this way before. And you've got to take the time to listen to what I'm saying. But there is a mindset that has plagued the church for years. Now, I'm not just talking about Christ's family church. When I say church, I'm talking about the church as a whole. But there is a mindset that has plagued the church for years. And that is the idea of, well, I'm going to sit here and wait on God to tell me what to do. Now, they might, that might sound spiritual, and it might sound pious, but it just don't wash with the Lord. God has called everyone and empowered us to be a world-changing force in this world. He's already told you to do it. His last words before he went away was go. And a lot of people do the cop out. Well, let me pray about it or make me make sure God wants me to do that. Let me tell you something. We, we waste time in the praying for things we should be acting on. But we, look, we, wanna, we really don't want to do things, so, but we, we don't want to look to be unspiritual. And we want to look, you know, ready for it. So we'll just, we'll just cop out and say, well, let me pray about that. Don't pray about nothing that God's words already spoke about. Hallelujah. Amen. There's work to be done, and if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. We can't wait on everybody. We can't expect somebody to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we have got to be willing to be like the prophet of old when God spoke to him in the vision and he said, who will go for us and who will speak? Hallelujah. And the prophet says, here I am, Lord, send me. We're not hearing that much in the church today. We're not hearing people make that commitment to God today. Here I am, God, send me. 
Somebody in the neighborhood is sick. They need somebody to go pray for them. Amen. Lay hands on them. Hallelujah. Oh, but I'm just not qualified, Lord. That's a cop out. If you've been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, guess what? God says you're qualified. We got a lot of people in church sit back and wait for the pastor to do it. When truth be told, it's more so everybody's job to do it. We've got to determine the need. And once we see the need and God has allowed us to see a need in a particular area, we need to be willing, just as willing as Jesus was willing to go to Calvary for you, you ought to be willing to step up, amen, and do something for him. Luke chapter 19, verse 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Now this verse right here comes from a parable that Jesus spoke about the nobleman. He was planning to go on a trip. And as you read the parable, we can understand it has to do with Jesus going away and putting his church in charge and then one day coming back. And that's, that, that's what the parable is about. This nobleman went away, but he called his servants and he placed them in charge and he went away. He told them to occupy until he returned. Now, if you look that word up, you would find it means to keep busy. Hallelujah. That's the very first answer of the definition if you look in the original Greek. Occupy. Keep busy. Stay busy. Church, if I sit back and I say, well, I'm going to wait for God to tell me what to do, I am out of the will of God. Because he already told us. He put everything in charge of the church when he went away. And guess what? He expects us, the church. Amen. As Brother Bible was talking about the body of Christ, we're not, he didn't put us together just to, Woo, hallelujah, just tiptoe through the tulips like tiny Tim. Hallelujah. He didn't give you the Holy Ghost just so you could have some goosebumps. Hallelujah. He empowered you. Hallelujah. He gave you the talents. Amen. To occupy. Hallelujah. Stay busy in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Also, before I move on, that word occupy, it's also a military term. Hallelujah. Occupy. Occupation is when an invading force takes the territory of an enemy and they set up shop set up government right there and they set up rule a 
amen, to enforce, amen, their laws. Guess what? A lot of us today in the church, all we are doing, amen, is sitting around complaining about how the devil's taking over. We talk about what the devil's doing here and how the devil's doing here. Well, Jesus told you to occupy. We're not here just to warm a pew. Hallelujah. But we're here to take authority. There's another scripture that said that the kingdom of heaven, amen, suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Hallelujah. I want you to know something. Amen. It's good, amen, to have a good defense. Hallelujah. But if you're going to win the game, you got to move the ball down the field. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what? If you study about World War One, amen, they got out there and they dug those trenches everywhere. Amen. They was all over the countryside. Amen. As the Allied forces got in and they got into the trenches. Amen. But the problem was all they were was in the trenches. They wasn't, they wasn't advancing. Well, they wasn't de de defeating the enemy. And our, our, um, our leaders, our generals, amen, realized, amen, that the time, amen, that was wasted digging trenches, they should have been moving forward because you cannot, amen, win the war by just digging in and stand where you at. You've got to move on. Church, God has already told us to keep busy, to stay active, to change the world for him. Stop wasting time on praying about every little thing and just start doing it. Hallelujah. There's a time to pray, but then there's a time for action. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. If there is something which needs to be done, we need to do it. Now, I'm going to take your mind back to 1 Samuel 10, 6, and 7. And I want to read that. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 10, 6, and 7. Praise the Lord. Just as soon as he gets it up there. He, uh, now, this right here, he was talking to Saul. The prophet Samuel was. And... God was raising up Saul to be king. Now I want you to listen, notice this. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands. Now, I have preached on this and taught about this. I ain't telling no how, how, how many times, but until I was in prayer and God was giving me this message, there's something in this verse that I have always overlooked. I never have even thought about. And that's the part that he said that you do as the occasion demands. Notice, when God called Saul, he told him, this is what he told him, once the Spirit comes upon you 
and you've been changed, then you need to do whatever the occasion demands. Think about that. God has come into your life. He's changed you into another man, into another woman. But once this happens, he told Saul, he says, you're going to, you, you're going, the spirit is going to come upon you. I'm going to turn you into a different man. I'm going to turn you into another man. He says, and when that happens, it's going to be a sign to you. And once that happens, I want you to do whatever the occasion demands. Church, we know what we're facing in this world. We know what's going on. We don't need to be coming and talking about all the bad and all the trouble and everything else that's going on. But we can look around and we can determine the need. We can see the need for what the body of Christ should be doing. Come on. <coughs> I shouldn't be wasting time by praying, amen, God, should I, should I do this or should I do that? If I see the need, the reason why I see that is God has showed me that through the Spirit, and I need to begin to act upon it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You need to do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. And that brings me to the second part of the message. And this, to me, is tremendous. You have no limitations. Look at somebody sitting beside you and say, you don't have no limitations. Hallelujah. You don't have no limitations. That's, that, that's, that's sometimes some way, uh, thing that we make into an excuse. When Samuel told Saul to do whatever the occasion called for, he ended that by saying, for God is with you. Wow. Wow. God is with me. In other words, if you're a child of God and you're, and you're out here trying to occupy, you're trying to make advancement of the kingdom of God, you need to know something. You got a backup. <laughs> Glory to God. You got a backup. Several years ago, there was a bus driver in Metro. He was carrying, he had, he had about 70 some odd kids on his bus. And they were completely off the chain. They were fighting, jumping over seats, crawling under seats, doing everything imaginable. He pulled his bus over, called dispatch to San Metro. He said, they're out of control. I cannot drive safely because of what's going on. A lot of other drivers was laughing because they, they knew 
that this guy was carrying elementary kids. And I thought, why in the world would he want to be calling for backup? But the driver told me, he said, I got the last laugh because as soon as the Metro police officer stepped on the bus, he punched that little button on that mic, clipped to his shoulder, and the police says, I need backup. <laughs> Church, you got somebody backing you up. You got somebody who's not going to leave you sitting out in the cold. If you are willing to step up to the need and to work for the kingdom of God and to be willing to do anything that God, amen, shows you that there's need of, you've got backup. You got support. You got, you got the best thing going, folks. Hallelujah. Amen. So we got backup. Listen, church, <coughs> quit trying to make excuses. Well, I'm not capable. I'm not qualified. I can't do this. I can't do that. I want you to understand something. It's not your talents. It's not your abilities that's going to get the job done. So excuses, I'm not capable or I'm not qualified, just don't come together. It don't wash. God sends us, and he's already sent us. And he's not going to send us and leave us out alone. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. What did Paul say here? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you, you got the nerve to tell God I'm not qualified. You got the nerve to tell the Lord I'm not capable of doing this or doing that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Either that's true I need to get somebody to come up here with an ink pen. Let's just mark that verse right here out of my Bible. Well, then, if we believe it's true, all these objections that we throw up in the face of why we're not staying busy and why we're not doing things for the kingdom of God, it's not adding up. It's not adding up. Remember what God told Saul? He said, I'm going to be with you. One final verse of Scripture, Romans 8 and 31. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. If God be for us, who can be against us? Church, <clears throat> there's a whole lot to be done in the kingdom of God. And the Lord is looking for men and women willing to step up to the need. Hallelujah. We need laborers in the kingdom of God. We need people willing to roll up their sleeves
and get dirty if they have to for the kingdom of God. I'm talking about, about both spiritually and naturally. Hallelujah. We got to be willing to step up to the plate because that's what is going to have to happen if we're going to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Let's everybody stand together right now.